0: You are listening to the Body Shameless series podcast, episode two. I am your host, Molly Fitzpatrick, a writer, stylist, and graduate student. The Limitless series of this podcast features women that have overcome incredible obstacles and are living beyond the limits of their disability. These women are models, entrepreneurs, and other aspiring professionals. Each of them are now using their experience to change perceptions and educate others to advocate for more inclusive media. With the passion for promoting body positivity, these women prove that beauty is limitless. when you're a disabled person,
1: you want to, you don't want people to feel sorry for you. It's not about someone feeling sorry for you or you're looking for attention. It's about wanting to just function in the world, you know? Um, You want compassion the way that everyone else does. You know, I'm a woman, um, and when I request uh, mobility aids or fashion, that's functional and fashionable, I don't want someone to look at me like, oh, you're shallow. No, I'm not
0: shallow. I'm just like everyone else. I just want choices, you know? This week on the podcast, Andrea Jennings shares her story about living with a disability and her mission to design more inclusive fashion. Jennings credits the wise words of her mother for her perseverance and talks about the impact a changing fashion industry will have not only on women with disabilities, but for all women that are not commonly represented in the fashion and entertainment industries.
1: About 16 years ago, I was involved in a serious car accident and it left me with a spinal trauma at c 3 4 which is your neck area and I had a a form of a brain injury called diffuse axonal injury, very similar to um, a stroke. Each of these injuries weren't the most severe um, as other people have had them. In fact, I was very fortunate to survive my accident without more serious injuries because when you get an injury in your spinal area that high in your neck, it it can result to quadriplegia, which means there's no feeling or movement uh, below your neck, or it can result in death or and and or like breathing problems if you're a quadriplegic. So I was very fortunate um, after realizing how fortunate I was i I still was left with many residual effects and severe muscle weakness, partial paralysis in different areas of my body but i I held my my head up high because I realized um, I did survive, and there was a reason for it. I having both injuries has served a challenge for me um, because they're together, even though they're not the most severe, having them together. In the beginning I've I've had um, more than ten different mobility aids, and mobility aids for everyone out there in the layman terms are just aids that people with disabilities use so that it can function in their everyday life such as a cane, a walker, a rollator, which is kind of like a walker, but it's uh, got bigger wheels, Um, and a wheelchair, you know, um, things of those natures. And I have used many of them through um, my experience of being disabled. And I found immediately that they weren't very fashionable. Functional, yes, but fashionable, you know, it was a little bit left to be desired in that area. And I was shocked and I was surprised. When you think, Molly, of many, um, when something is marketable in, in the area of business, they will come up with all kinds of designs. Because, you know, we're in the new millennium, and my car accident happened right in the new millennium. It was 2000, in the year of 2000. Now, if we look at baby carriages or strollers and how they have evolved in the area of design, In the last 15 years oh my goodness you know Mm -hmm. and when you think in terms of like wheelchairs we have really come a long way as well but there are still other mobility aids such as canes and walkers that we still need to come up in that in that area of design and um, when you're a disabled person you want to you don't want people to feel sorry for you it's not about Someone feeling sorry for you, or you're looking for attention. It's about wanting to just function in the world, you know. Um, you want compassion the way that everyone else does, you know. I'm a woman, um, and when I request uh, mobility aids or fashion that's functional and fashionable, I don't want someone to look at me like, oh, you're shallow. No, I'm not shallow. I'm just like everyone else. I just want choices, you know and so that's, that's been my experience, so I challenged my orthotist, I, I, I prayed to God to help me find, um, an orthotist that could design a brace that didn't look medical, quote-unquote medical, and what that means to me is just the basic function just to walk, that's very important, don't get me wrong, however, I do feel that like I said, in other areas of life, like baby strollers, we've we've come to design so many other functional and very important tools. Why not include this in, in areas of medical devices? So I asked around for, um, you know, um, a fashion or I would say a, a technology forward thinking orthotist and prosthetic, and I got this wonderful Man at Stellar Prosthetics named Sean. And I told him that they did not believe I was going to walk. At that point, I was in a wheelchair. And I said, I believe with the right orthotics, I could. And, you know, he's, and I said, however, I have to let you know I'm a bit of a diva in that area. <laughs> so we, I told him that at the time I had something called an HA uh k f o and what that is is uh an orthotic brace that goes all the way up to your hip. I had a lot of weakness uh-huh. in my core area, yes, and it was at that time just on my left side of my 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 body that was the weakest, and there were straps that in order to um get into the brace you know it uh it was held together by straps, so I was like, sean let's make these straps different colors, you know. He's like, I've never mm-hmm. had anyone ask me that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, what color do you want? I said, I want it to, you know, blend in and match with my clothes, so let's make some denim ones, and let's make some black, you know. And, you know, just I don't want to be limited. I want I don't want this to be like, oh, what happened to her, she has mm-hmm. a brace on. I want, you know, if someone's going to come up to me, I don't want it all to be about, you know, what happened to you. I want it to be like, that's cool. You know, (laughs) what's that? Let's talk about something that's important to me. You know, my injury, I don't mind telling my story. But like Mm -hmm. you said, there's a part of me that loves fashion. So Mm -hmm. that's let's not, you know, take away from who I am as well. And so here it is 16 years later, and I am very proud to say that Um, there are designers that are including disabled people in their designs, and there's actually designers that are just focusing on people with disabilities, and I'm Mm -hmm. very touched. Um, We've come a long way. However, for me specifically, I would like to challenge more designers. Um, I wear two AFO, and that's a brace, uh, two, two, two AFOs and those are braces that um basically help you with your dorsiflexion and um there's another way to put it but basically for Langland people it is when you're when you have certain um mobility issues Sometimes your muscles are weak. They're not paralyzed, but they are very, you know, severely weak. And one of the muscles mm-hmm. that are weak in my legs um, are my ankles. And when I walk, they don't, um, I can't really lift them up quick enough to do a, a walk that's very safe. And mm-hmm. so um, my knees are hyperextended, which means they've been backwards. So I wear braces on my legs to help with that. Inside of these braces, there's a foot plate, and the foot plate is rather wide, and I can, I'm very limited to shoe fashion. Mm-hmm. And that has become a challenge for me. Now, with shoes, you do have to be very careful with function. It's a little different mm-hmm. than clothes. So that's mm-hmm. going to be something that I realize is going to be a challenge, but I'm thinking about getting Um, A shoe manufacturer that focuses on functional uh, footwear for people with braces. And then bringing in designers like Michael Kors. I just saw a beautiful tennis shoe that Michael Kors, uh company, designed. And, Uh you know, just getting these two minds together. Because I'm learning that people who are in the medical industry, they are blessed. I mean, literally blessed with the genius of using Mm -hmm. one part of their brain. Now, some of us are not fortunate enough to use the left and the right, so it's about bringing sometimes two different individuals explaining the need and then coming up with something. And I think that's what you know I plan on doing in the future. I believe Nordstrom's um, it, and they're not a manufacturer, but the department store does offer um, if you're shopping for shoes and you have issues with if you had a knee surgery or anything like that or a long term disability like myself, they will allow you to buy shoes in different sizes. And I think that's really awesome where most people don't. Um New New Balance is excellent for orthotics or people that wear braces. Um people who wear prosthetics, that's not my specialty, but I think their prosthetics are designed in a in a in a foot shape and size that's um, comparable to our regular, you know, foot sizes. And so, but it's for people who actually wear those the metal plates or the braces in their shoes. Um, there's a company called um, ABL Denim. They focus on people with disabilities um, that may have seated fashions when you're sitting in a wheelchair, which I used to use for like five years. Um, and you have an issue um I found with business suits if I was going to church or to a meeting that you wanna look as neat as possible you know mm-hmm. um and so when you're sitting in in the wheelchair, it's not it's a little different than a chair, and um sometimes your clothes will gather up or the the top part of the the suit. Will be too long for you, you're not really showing off your pants or your you know your your physique because everything is just kind of covered it just clothes weren't meant to really clothes weren't designed in the past for people to sit a lot in and so there's many wonderful companies um and one of them is a b l denim I haven't used them, but I've heard that their jeans are absolutely comfortable. That's another big part of when you're sitting all day long, not just for a meeting, but your primary position is sitting. You want to be mm-hmm. in something comfortable. You know, the fast industry is changing, but yeah. as far as like any particular manufacturer, um, you know, I, I do believe the ones that I told you, like able denim. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm working on is getting some of the mainstream designers and manufacturers to have to add a line you know of clothing for um or just uh, just maybe Nike I understand that one of Nike's new designs in their shoes is a slip-on shoe and it looks kind of like a sweater hmm. I if I'm not mistaken it was um probably um influenced by a person I believe that wore braces like me and it was like I need you know a shoe to fix my braces and so okay. instead of just making a line specifically for disabled people they just made it inclusive where it could be for everyone you know when I became disabled we did not really have social media in the way we do now I think Um, and so I had to just you know think positive and um, you know- I kind of went off of the influence of my mom not mm-hmm. not everybody has that influence, and so for those people that need a little bit more of a push when a um a tragic accident happens or you know even if they were born this way with a a, a physical uh, disability um it's great to see others you know, um, like yourself, living and moving forward. And so the Raw Beauty Project really, you know, amplifies that also um, as far as, um, you know, when I first became disabled, that's just my personality. I wanted more. That's just how I am. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is like that. Not, that's not everyone's blessing and calling. And so... I created um, an organization, it was um, a nonprofit where, and I'm going to revise it again, called Paradigm Organization. And I named it Paradigm because I wanted to help change the paradigm of how we saw and viewed disabled people. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, we don't want anyone to feel sorry for us yes compassion is great because that you know things start with compassion people make changes with compassion in their hearts however um, we're we're too we're displayed too many times as um, people who are they can't do for themselves or we just we don't want to do for ourselves or in a sickly manner and many of us do have uh, you know, deficits and we do need assistance and we, we thank our caregivers, you know. But at the same time, in the media, we're, we're really forgotten about. And if they display us, it's usually someone that's acting like us. They don't reach out to see if there's someone with a disability that's interested in becoming a model and an, and an actress. And mm-hmm. they don't really, either don't, they don't know where to go, or they don't know, you know, where to reach out to. So, it's really important that we advocate for advertisers to, you know, reach out and find people with disabilities, and and that they and that we want to get into acting and modeling. It will really help um, society. There are young women growing up today that are looking in magazines and they don't realize that these magazines include models that are photoshopped. And Mm -hmm. these are not realistic um, images of the world and how people's bodies look like. Um, And so when you see a a woman in a magazine that um, doesn't allow society to define her beauty and she, you know, we're creating new norms for what beauty is, you know. Which is really a wide spectrum. That, that teenager that's growing up and then she's in a very crucial time in her life where she's, you know, wondering who she is. She's finding out who she is. When she sees a woman with a disability smiling in a magazine or, you know, or just featured in a magazine, you know, it Mm -hmm. it kind of dispels, first of all, that stereotype that disabled people can't be beautiful. And it also helps her to realize that there's different types of beauty. It's not just that that model that, you know, it's five nine and weighs a hundred and one, you know. <laughs> and it, it all helps with that, you know. But before before we can do that, we have to first, you know, communicate to the advertisers that society is okay with that. You know, you know, mm-hmm. they they tend to be afraid to do that. Um, one of my missions when I finish my master's degree, um, is to advocate for people with disabilities in media. I would love to teach, you know, if my if I'm if I'm able to do that, uh, filmmakers, um I'm, I wanna teach people in the industry while they're young and while they're wanting to learn how to include us. There's a particular way, you know. Um mm-hmm. how to write scripts when you write a script um you don't always have to write a script and add a person with a disability in there about disability. We just want to be in the movie. we just want to be a part of the world. um we'd love it if you would tell our stories, but just include us. you know we could mm-hmm.
0: be
1: in in anywhere and and a lot of times it's not done intentionally when I'm finding out it's just a habit. That people mm-hmm. like you and I with your podcast and um, the different models in Raw Beauty and the innovators that created the Raw Beauty Project. There's a fashion show called Best Grenese Couture. I'm sorry, there's a, a fashion design company called Best Grenese Couture. They were featured in LA Fashion Week over the past couple of weeks. It was, you know, speaking of social media... I mean, it's all over social media. If you go and you hashtag revolutionaries and does Gernini's couture, you'll see what I'm talking about. And it was innovative. It was history in the making. Um, and the fashions, just to let you know, I was invited. I was in the front row. It was such an honor. And the fashions, I was able to see up close. These are not just functional fa- fashions. They were actually fashionable. These are things that I would where, and if I'm not mistaken, they are gonna be available for purchase. It's, it's gonna be, you know, a great thing. But with that said, I mean, this, there were people in attendance that were, I was, I was almost brought to tears. This was my kind of, you know, fashion show. This was the utopia that I wish the world would be modeled after. You know, it had all kinds of disabilities. You know, a lot of people, um, I used to be in a wheelchair, so I'm an advocate of, um, you know, being in a wheelchair and the, and the challenges and, and the beautiful things that come with being in a wheelchair. I, I found my, my inner beauty and inner peace by being, you know, in a wheelchair. I discovered so many things and met so many wonderful people. But this fashion show included people like myself that wore braces, prosthesis, um, people with cerebral palsy, people with um, Down syndrome. Different kind, spina, I'm not sure if it's spina, but people with yeah. different mobility issues. And the attendees were people with disabilities, people without. And mm-hmm. I can tell you, just like with the Robity e. Project, um, LA, people that didn't have dis- disabilities learned something. They were touched. People with disabilities were amazed and and proud. You know, they represented us very well. I wanted to be one of the models, and they had, um, you know, chosen um, models that could fit their clothing. I was so happy that this fashion show was going on. I didn't even fret that I wasn't chosen. I was just ecstatic for the disability community. There's so many, you know, Disabled fashionistas out here, disabled models, and you know, we just need to be included, and we want people to just treat us like you would treat anyone else. Just you know, we just need accommodations. We don't. We want to be um, treated so that we can show you what we can bring, you know, to the world. Um, and we just need sometimes, um, you know, a fair. Uh, Way to display that and mm-hmm. and so these the fashion show and the project that I was telling you about um are wonderful examples of what we're what we're changing, and like I said, as a professor, one day that I hope I can be, I want to reach mm-hmm. people when when they're in school and I want to teach them how to do this. When I go out my door, I see people like myself, usually on a daily basis, I see somebody with a walker. I see people in wheelchairs. I see people with canes. And when I look in the media, it's not displaying, um, what I see in the real world. So, you know, that, that was, that's really important to me. And to me, every woman is a flower that blooms differently and in different colors. And you know how people have a favorite flower or favorite color and even within certain You know species of of flowers they'll you know they'll still be different i've seen different roses you know and Mm -hmm. so the only you know the advice, the biggest advice i can give for someone struggling with body image issues and you know to society in general is um don't expect to be liked by everyone that's the biggest problem we all have you know every flower is different everybody blooms Mm -hmm. differently Love yourself, you know, and express yourself in a way that you feel good about yourself. And when you do that, you, you start shining from within because you feel good about you. And people will be more attracted to that inner beauty, that inner shine, you know, the clothing and our fashions, especially because I love fashion, that definitely is the icing on the cake to the inner beauty that that you know i get from from me you know from from being at peace and not worrying about what people think about me and Mm -hmm. things of that nature so just shine be your be your own kind of flower bloom in your own way and eventually society will catch up you know if we just stay true to who we are and we we are ourselves and you know um that's how i dealt with um any type of issues like that when i first was in the wheelchair i noticed Molly that people weren't giving me eye contact anymore you know mm-hmm. because for me i've lived a life walking i've lived a life um as an able-bodied person i've lived a life in a wheelchair for five years and then I'm living a life with using mobility aids while walking. And Mm -hmm. when I was in the wheelchair, I was ignored. And then eventually, um, instead of becoming bitter, there were a couple of days that I was like, wow, you know? I can't believe people are treating people like this. I've even had someone walk over my wheelchair as opposed to saying, excuse me, you know? But you know what I realized? And this this really helped me a lot. It was it was society, but it was also me. When I first was a wheelchair user, I just felt like different, and there was no reason for me to feel different the first few days of getting out in the community. And eventually I realized, I'm going to wear cute clothes. I, You know what? Hey, I'm not walking, but why can't I wear heels on my feet? So, mm-hmm. Molly, I start putting on high heels. In a wheelchair, even though I couldn't walk, and I started to, you know, I didn't care what people thought, and I started to wear fashionable clothing. And guess what? Because that's who I was, and I was still caring about myself, but also my inner, my inner peace and my inner beauty, I became not so dependent on what others thought. The next thing I knew, and I kid you not, people started saying hello to me. You know, huh. it, it was because I had to, also love and define my own beauty and not you know not let the wheelchair or or you know that define me i started to shop for wheelchairs that were more fashionable my first fashionable wheelchair was from a maker called colors and that's spelled c-o-l-o-u-r-s and they had different colors and different designs and so not, it's not that the clothes or the designs make you, but if that's who you are, if you're a flower and you're expressing yourself by a different design or a different color, then be that and don't apologize for it. That's who you are. That's, that's the icing on the cake. Just make sure that, you know, what you're covering up inward is beautiful as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's, That's my advice to people. But eventually, um, I started to shine. And and not everybody, remember, not everybody Mm -hmm. will like you. You're not even looking for that. (laughs) I was able to start shining, and then people felt that I was more approachable, and we started discussing, and I started to educate people about what had happened to me. But sometimes Mm -hmm. it does start with us first. You know, and that's for any woman. Shine within, you know, enhance your beauty from outside by um, just, you know, being your own flower, bloom in your own way. The best thing we can do, um, you know, my, my social media page is Andrea J. Walks and Fake on Instagram, and I just try to pretty much put everything that we've talked about in this Conversation. It's actually mm-hmm. easier said on my Instagram page. That's how I <laughs> communicate my advocacy. Yes, you'll mm-hmm. see fashions. Mm-hmm. You'll see mm-hmm. able-bodied people in fashions. You'll see disabled people in fashions, and it's my little utopia. That's how I create that, and it's a, a form of communication. Um, and I and I thank I thank you for you know thinking of me because uh, mm-hmm. social media is very powerful. It can be used in a bad way, but it can also mm-hmm. be used in a very, you know, influential way as you're doing with your podcast. My mom, she passed away a few years ago. She was very instrumental um, in influencing me with fashion. She was a model in New York as well as an entertainment um, paralegal. And so I lived in New York and then I've lived in California. I grew up um attending her fashion shows and being in them. Many times my earliest memories are being in fashion shows. And and so it's been a long time. Her biggest advice to me, and you know, I just want to also share that with others out there, is there are specific colors that bring out our undertones and our skin and and we know this with makeup, but with clothes experiment. With different colors, it really makes, you know, a big difference. And that's one of the advices that I remember she would always tell me, because my favorite color at the time was black, and she's like, you need to put a pop of color in it. And so I do want (laughs) to share that with, with other listeners, and even for the disabled community, don't lose a sense of your individuality. You know, don't let people define you because of the lack of fashion
0: out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Wear your pop color, shine bright. For more information on Andrea Jennings, you can follow her on Instagram at Andrea J. Walks in Faith. This podcast is powered by a Relatable Magazine, an inclusive magazine and online support community showcasing stories about a variety of women that have survived eating disorders, are breaking the boundaries of disability, and have dealt with body shaming. Relatable is passionate about giving a voice to women struggling with body image issues and using media in a new way to represent all body types, promoting body positivity and giving a voice to the body image issues all women can relate to. Relatable hopes that you will share your voice and tell your story because beauty is limitless, brave, and body shameless. Thank you for listening.